Lessons in Attachment is the podcast where I am talking openly and honestly about some of the key challenges so many of us face in love, dating and relationships, especially when we relate to having an anxious and or avoidant attachment style. I'm Carly Ann, I'm a somatic practitioner with a focus on attachment and self-esteem. Driven by my own journey of doing the inner work on healing the past and becoming more secure, this podcast is where you will find top healing tips, other people's lessons in love, and a community of people just like you and just like me that are determined to break the cycle of insecure attachment. I truly believe that everyone deserves a healthy love in their lifetime. Hello and welcome back to Lessons in Attachment. It is an honor to have you here. Today we are going to be talking about closure, especially for those of you that feel like you haven't had any closure or you're kind of in this place at the moment where, yeah, perhaps you're feeling resentful, perhaps you're stuck on ruminating, perhaps you just can't understand what's gone on. So I'm going to talk to you about why it is we tend to feel like we need closure and how we can move on when closure isn't possible. I'm Carly Ann. I'm a qualified somatic attachment coach, helping people that really feel tired of feeling trapped by their attachment style. You know, if you're ready to transform from anxiety, pain, and frustration to a place of like wholeness, motivation, and that inner sense of security, then I really believe that this community holds the key to your next step. If you're listening to this podcast and you've ever asked anything along the lines of, what should I do if self-soothing techniques don't seem to work for me or if I find them difficult to use in the moment? Firstly, let me say you are definitely not on your own. This is a question I get asked a lot. It's a question that comes up in my clinical practice and it's certainly something I experienced at a time in my journey. It's because of this that the Attachment Recovery Gym presents the Self-Soothing Series. The Attachment Recovery Gym is my online membership for people that have had enough of their attachment patterns getting in the way. And throughout November, we are going to be focusing on the Self-Soothing Series. This is perfect if you are ready and willing to make a commitment to your emotional well-being and your personal growth. This series offers a structured self-soothing plan that's designed to help you heal old patterns and triggers and to help you connect what you know with the current moment. So when you're triggered in that moment and how can you heal that reactive state over time? So you'll need to be a member of the Attachment Recovery Gym, which you can join today. And the self-soothing series throughout the month of November It includes a two-part short course where we will address your self-soothing struggles, a live Q&A, a private podcast that addresses why insecure attachers get stuck with self-soothing and how to break free, so much more self-soothing meditations to start your day, a daily diary specifically targeted at enhancing your self-soothing, a monthly romance reading, and two somatic attachment sessions for self-soothing. 
This is not to be missed if you have been struggling with self-soothing or really have a lot of questions about how to take what you know and use it in the moment. And trust me, we will be looking at what to do in those moments where it feels like nothing is working. There's already over 50 people part of this, so come and be part of our community. So let's have a think about finding peace, finding acceptance if it's possible, without closure. I really think it's important just to note that sometimes we need closure after a breakup, after a goating, goating, (laughs) after a ghosting, after if there's been like an ending, you know, a sudden end that you weren't ready for or that you don't understand. It tends to be if you feel like there's been some kind of ending I tend to talk about it on this podcast in terms of a romantic relationship when there is a lack of understanding. Maybe there is a lack of acceptance right now, but there is like some kind of sense of finality for you. There is a sense that this probably isn't coming back together. And so I need closure, but it might be that you're struggling with that. You know, I know there's there's kind of lots of different definitions. I tend to find that when we talk about closure, it's kind of this process of wanting to know what went wrong, being able to make peace with the ending, with the past, and for you to be able to move forward, right? It tends to be that when we are lacking closure and feel like we need it, we're in this place where we might even feel like we're a bit in limbo, but we're somewhere between what has been and what will be you know we're in this kind of in between and and often that's not a nice place to be now the difficult thing is for many of you listening to this is very possible that the person that you're wanting closure from there might even still be some attraction there it might be that you didn't want this to end so there's this other layer now I also hear those of you saying like absolutely not that's not me I never want this person back I just want to know x y and z because I deserve that and whatever it is the, the dialogue in your head the thoughts in your head whatever it is um that that's your experience But these are kind of the different ways that I tend to see it show up, perhaps like within my community, the attachment recovery gym or on my course, Becoming Secure, but also just in my DMs, the feedback I get from this podcast. Why do we seek this closure? Have you ever noticed it's such like a common theme? I always think of the Friends episode when Rachel calls Ross. Um, She's got drunk in the restaurant, basically to tell him that she's over him. And, you know, she throws the phone at the end. If, If you've seen it, of course, I'm assuming that everyone's seen Friends. I know that some of you might not have. But then she has like a classic line. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to butcher the American accent. Very famous. And it's again seeking or bringing in that idea, though, isn't it, of like that we need closure. Now, I do think it's like human nature, right? We're wired to want answers. We're wired to make sense of our lives, our human experiences. And we like to have this like beginning, middle and end. Now, often when there's not closure, it's almost like there's not that there's not that final resolution. There's not that clear ending of what's happened. 
And often, if we can't make sense of it, we'll just keep trying to make sense of it. There's also the idea, you know, of it can help us to process our feelings. It can help us to rebuild our self-esteem because without closure, we will fill in those gaps. We will create that ending ourselves. And if we're coming up with a painful reason, like, well, perhaps I'm just not good enough. They like someone else. It will usually be quite negative. It's usually going to feed like our fears. And that's really difficult. And it depends on the food of thought, uh, the school of thought that you go down, whether it is that we actually want this person to kind of confirm our worst fears and say, yes, you're right, I've met someone else. Yes, you're right, you're not good enough. Or on the flip side of that, the school of thought that says, you know, we just need to hear it's not my fault. There's nothing that I could have done. I'm not a bad person. And perhaps it's for you to look inside and decide if you fall into either of them. Closure can serve as it it can have a positive, I think it's fair to say, right? Because we can take growth from that. We can kind of consider, well, is there learning to take from it so that I can move forward? Now you may or may not have already reached out to the person, you may have already been trying to seek answers. And of course, one of the biggest questions is, should I ask them? Should I ask again what's going on? Should I ask if there's anything I could have done differently? Please be careful of taking responsibility. One of the key bits of work I often do with my clients is around responsibility because they will blame, blame, blame themselves for an ending, even if it's, if it's someone ghosting them that they've been on one date with, you know. So please be mindful of that. This is not about blame. It's just about personal growth in that sense. But do I, I think, yeah, it, it can be absolutely worth reaching out to someone and saying, you know, I just, I'm just seeking some answers that would be really helpful. If they reply, be willing to accept their answer. I think that's something that we can sometimes go against. And if they don't reply, do remember that that itself is a response. Someone not responding, there's nothing to, that is closure in a way, because they're showing you who they are. They're showing you um, where the relationship is at. So that in itself, if looked through a certain lens, could actually give you closure. Now, just before we go in and think about, well, how do I how do I cope? What are the things that I can do? And and how can I support myself through this really, oh God, I'm going to say like difficult time, but I know that that doesn't sum it up when you're in it. And when you kind of desperately feel like you need these answers and your brain is just on overdrive. And I want to talk about that. I just want to talk about what happens to us at our internal reactions the way we show up in the world without that closure that uncertainty that knock to our self-esteem can lead to anxiety it can lead to overthinking depression low mood like prolonged grieving right we we might really be grieving what we thought we were going to have grieving the image that we had in our mind and if it has knocked beliefs that we hold about ourselves, if it has knocked our self-esteem, then we really might struggle to function. We really might struggle to get up and get on with our day. 
because we're kind of going over this or we might even feel quite numb. One of the key things that really shows up time and time again is this like obsessive thinking, people obsessing over what went wrong, especially what did I do wrong? What should I have done better? And that actually really keeps us in this state of anxiety. We're seeking these answers. We're trying to figure it out. And you probably know, if you're in that, you probably know how intense that can be. And I see this especially in anxious attachment. I have to say, individuals with anxious attachment styles can particularly be quite prone and vulnerable when there's that lack of closure. And actually, they tend to often attract people through no fault of their own. It's very much a dance both ways, but they can attract people where there might be a lack of closure. And so seeking that reassurance, seeking that certainty that can it can almost take over and be like a need. But, you know, that's not to say that it is just anxious attachment. Like I say, we're humans. We like that beginning, middle and end. If you do find yourself in this state where it is taking over, I really do recommend you getting in touch. You've got a couple of options, like looking at the membership or, you know, working with me. We could do a one-to-one session and we can really dive into these things and, and give you a lot of support that I think can actually help you just to be able to cope, to get back on track. And we can do that. You know, you can book a one-off session. Actually, there's, I'm just thinking, oh, God, there's so, like, all these different ways that I can help you. But the Attachment Recovery Gym, if you want some group support, and that's the kind of like uh, lowest price to entry, you can have a one-off session with me, or you can sign up to the waiting list for Becoming Secure, my 12-week course. They're three really, really good options. It's just about you deciding what works for you what feels right for you and that's going to be based on your energy what you've tried before where you're at now um the resources finances things like that you know okay so here's some tips for coping without closure like i said i'll just go over it again you could reach out to the person but really be willing to accept their response for what it is They're not always that clear themselves. And I know that that can be hard to believe, but sometimes we're not really clear about why we feel what we feel or why we did what we did. And I know that might not feel good enough or it might not feel fair either. Um, And then the, the main thing I just want to give you that reminder of is just to remember that no response absolutely is a response. One of the key themes you'll probably see or know of especially if you listen to this podcast before is my encouragement of self-compassion during these times we want you to be able to soothe these intense emotions that come with lack of closure self-compassion can be really grounding self-kindness treating ourselves like we would a friend in this time it can help us to be able to come back down to earth a little bit you know, see things a little bit clearer and perhaps just be able to get on with our day. You know, what would you be doing with your day? What would you be doing with your life if you weren't thinking about needing this closure? Self-compassion can just support us kind of back towards that. 
The same with mindfulness. I talk about mindful a lot. There's uh, mindfulness a lot as well. There's a lot of this in in my course and in my membership. Engaging in mindfulness exercises, helping you to stay present, really reducing that rumination, reducing that overthinking. I feel like that's something that's really important. And just linking to that, and this will be quite a difficult one. And it's something I'm always talking to my clients about. And, you know, anyone who is asking me about ruminating and overthinking and it's really important that you don't fall into trying to get into the mind of this other person. Yeah, you are important. You are the center of your world. You are the, you need to be the main character here. And something that a lot of people that I work with, that anxious attachment, something I see happen happening is you're trying to get into the mind of them. What is their attachment style? What are they thinking? Why did they do this? Are they a mean person? Are they a good person? None of that matters. Okay. You matter. Getting up in the morning matters and and getting on with your day in a way that feels good for you. That's what matters. We get so stuck on them and the why that it keeps us in this endless, endless loop. Okay, now I'll give you a couple of ideas of how what you can do practically to help with that as well, because I understand that our mind really does play on those tricks on us. But I just want to say, you know, it's the mindfulness, it's the self-compassion, the living in the present moment that can just support us with some of that rumination, some of that trying to get into their mind. People will ask me very often about well if this person's an avoidant attachment do you think it means this and I really try to resist getting into those conversations too much because all we're doing is we're ruminating and we're overthinking out loud it's my job as a coach and therapist it is my job to support people to come to the here and now to be the main character in their own lives And me diving into a lot of the questions that I get, it's actually not that helpful. If anything, it's kind of me just ruminating out loud with you. So something that can be difficult, but I do recommend, is see if you can pull back even 1% on how much you talk about this to other people, on how much you are thinking about it and trying to figure out the why with yourself. Like I say, technically I could say there's only one person that knows really the truth of of why they ended it or why they left or whatever it is that you're seeking closure from. However, like I said, maybe they don't even know. Maybe they're not even clear. You know, we do walk around on autopilot a lot of the time. That said, do reach out for support. Do speak to your friends, your family, uh, support groups. I, I talk about this is why I have these communities. It's why they're so, so important. It's nothing like sharing what you're experiencing with people who get you. And we have um, not like rules. I don't know that I like that word, but we have agreements in the attachment recovery gym and becoming secure that we actually don't get stuck too much on the other person. 
we don't um, bitch about the other person and things like that. We, we really come from this compassionate, you-focused approach. And I feel like that's really important. So if you are reaching out to friends and family and support groups, I suppose the support group's a little bit different because that, you know, you've kind of got that thing in common and that's what you're there for. Um, and hopefully you can support each other not to fall into that ruminating and overthinking. With friends and family, you could always see if you could just limit or see, see if you can just make sure, okay, when I'm trying to co-regulate this, is there anything I can do to make it a bit more helpful versus if I am just ruminating and overthinking out loud? Susan Winter, uh, I think she's a dating coach. I'm not sure of the exact title she goes by, but she uh, yeah, speaks a lot on these kind of topics. And she talks about closing the loop yourself. So thinking of like the possible solutions of why is it that this has ended and then actually allowing yourself to pick a solution, choose quite a simple solution, choose something that you feel like this could be, feel like something, perhaps it's your intuition, perhaps there's an inner knowing, try not to knock your self-esteem, try not to make it anything really complex, see if you can complete that um, that I, that loop, that idea of why it is give your answer your own why with one answer and then allow that to be your answer and when your mind keeps saying why 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 come back to that come back to that same answer because if you ask your brain why it's going to keep coming up with lots of different solutions so come up complete the loop come up with a simple explanation and feed that to yourself every time you want to get back into that loop remind yourself ah yes this is why I think it is. This is what I've come up with and stick with that. Something that I also find useful, and I guess you can kind of combine them or you can just choose which one works for you. Because remember, we're all individuals. This is about really finding what works for you is to not make sense of something that doesn't make sense. So when I've been in this situation, I literally just used to say to myself, you know what, it actually doesn't make sense to me. and I'm not going to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. And that kind of was my closure. This doesn't make sense. I don't have closure. That is my closure. That is the outcome. That is where I am. So it's hard for me to put that into words, but my closure was almost that this is it. This this is the this is how it ends. This The no closure is the ending. There's many relationships and they all unfold in different ways and some we get closure and some we don't. And the ending of this one is there's no closure. This is a life experience that I'm having that's real right now. Something I really want you to remember is please not to make this about your worth. You know, remember like over time, hopefully that's going to ease anyway depending on how long it's been if you're freshly in this then it's quite natural that we do make it about ourselves and over time that tends to ease and our self-esteem will balance out again if this has been going on a long time for you and it feels quite deep rooted that's when I would really be thinking about you know taking those steps to get help it's really key not to make it about yourself. And in fact, it often is about their stuff, not stuff that we have to heal, not stuff that we need to be a therapist for, or not stuff that we need to say, right, well, that means that they can do whatever it is that they want. It's just that simple knowing. Say if someone's ghosted, for example, say if someone has just cut it off, whatever it is, if you're not able to get the closure that's about their communication. That's about what they know about themselves. It's not your issue. And if you can zoom out on that, 
as much as possible it's like you know when you're when when I'm certainly working with clients there's a lot of work that we do around zooming out getting space and seeing the bigger picture so that we just don't go deep into those um, core beliefs that we have about ourselves it's about can I zoom out and get a little bit of space and just see things in a bit more of a balanced way developing these new ways of thinking developing these new ways of seeing things we're looking for that shift in ourselves that one thing that says you know what maybe this isn't about me maybe I can cope without closure and what I would say to you today is just hearing this conversation hearing what I am talking about what is it that stands out for you is there kind of any inner knowing of a next step for you And I know I'm on the outside at the moment. And when we're on the outside of these situations, it is easier said than done. When we're in it, that's really when we can be stuck on the loops and we can even know these things. But sometimes there isn't that connection yet between head and heart. We know the logic, but still we haven't quite made that connection to feel it yet. We're not quite seeing that change in our behavior yet. And perhaps you might be experiencing some of that. So if there is any moment that you've had in this podcast where you've thought, ah, yeah, that makes sense to me, go with that. Go with that because that's a slight shift in the right direction and making that connection between head and heart, making that connection between you moving towards accepting that lack of closure. I really hope this has been useful. I know I get so passionate about these things. Uh, It's just because I care so much. I care because I've been there. I care because I know that we know so much more about attachment now. It is certainly something that we're talking about a lot more, which I'm so grateful for. However, I know that we often still see ourselves falling into the same patterns. And so it's really a huge part of my work is to support people to be able to make these changes in their daily lives, just like I have, like I see my clients do. So just to give you that bit of hope that it is possible. And usually on the podcast, I'm letting you know either about my course or the attachment recovery gym. So just to let you know that the month of November, we will be focusing inside the attachment recovery gym on self-soothing and healing. Yeah, so you'll get a short course. There are guided meditations for relaxation and self-soothing, live Q&A sessions, support from your community of like-minded individuals. And we're really going to go in on supporting self-soothing across November leading you into December and January you can actually once you join it's a bit like Netflix you sign up and then you can leave anytime so if you just want to join for November and get a little bit of a feel for it you're very welcome to do that thank you so much for being here I will be back here next week do subscribe I'd love it if you reviewed Um, But absolutely follow me on Instagram if you don't already, carly.an underscore.